am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I open my heart today to hear God speak a word that will change my life forever. Heavenly Father, we come humbly to your word this morning. I ask that I would just fade out and your word would go forth and be tailor-made for every person here, God. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, we're going to be in the book of Mark, chapter 16, and Acts 1. And you know, this morning, we're not just here to just get in a Bible text and just get through the duty of having Sunday services. We're here to open our hearts to the Word of God. We need to hear from God, don't we? We need living water. We need answers. I knew it this morning as I prayed for you and what was going to happen here in the service that many of us are needing a word from the Lord. Amen. We need to hear from him some direction, some comfort, something from him. And he wants to meet with you this morning. He wants to speak to your heart this morning. And that's what we're here to do. We're going to start in Acts 1. Acts 1 is the conversation Jesus has with his disciples before he ascends. It's essentially the Great Commission. Go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, all of that. He's telling them, though, in this text, do not leave Jerusalem until you receive the promise of the Father. You've received the baptism of repentance, but you will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then seven days later, there in the upper room in Acts 2, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. We're going to read together out loud Acts 1 verse 8. And for the sake that we're reading all together, I don't know what version you use, but we're going to be reciting it out of the New King James Version. So if you could follow along on the screen. Ready, go. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You shall receive what? power. You don't have it now, he's saying. Don't go out without this power, and you don't have it now. I've paid for it. I've paid for the sins of the world. I've died. I was raised from the dead. The tomb is empty. You saw me crucified. You witnessed that I was raised, but you don't have this power that you need. Wait for the promise. Wait for the power. When do you receive this power? when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know, you and I are not supposed to be mere human beings. Most of the body of Christ is not operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. And these guys begin to operate in the power and miracles begin to break out. Distinctly different from before. I'm telling you, when you are endowed with power from the Holy Spirit, stuff changes. It radically changes. I remember that I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I began to speak in this foreign tongue. It was so weird to me. I didn't grow up in this, this stream where you could, but I knew it was in the word of God. So I was hungry for it. I was hungry. So when it began to happen to me, I felt so much joy. And I remember walking out of that room. It happened there in Huntington Beach, California. I was living with some roommates. I was kneeling on the side of my bed. I was dating Joel. He was the college pastor. And we were going through some drama. 
we broke up. He doesn't admit it, but we were breaking up. He doesn't remember this. He said, we never broke up. I said, yes, we did. So we were dating. I was kneeling on the side of my bed there, began to pray for my dad who was going through prostate cancer at the time. And then this, the Holy Spirit fell and gave me the, the, the language, my heavenly language. And I just, it overtook me. I was hungry for it, but I didn't expect it. You know what I mean? And then it happened to me. And there I was in Huntington Beach. And we had a college group on Friday nights that Joel led, powerful group of young people. They would come, they would dance, they would street evangelize afterwards. The college group was flourishing. Sometimes the older people from Sunday mornings would sneak in the back of our college group because it was not for their age, but they just wanted to be in the room because God was moving. And, and I was being transformed. So Joel was my world at the time. You know when you're dating. But when I got filled with the Holy Ghost and that power came in my life, that overcoming power that I distinctly knew was different, everything in my life just got put in proper perspective. God was enthroned in my life. His power was available to me. And I began to move in different ways because of the power that I didn't have before. And that's available to all of us. When we get born again, we receive the Holy Spirit. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we believe, is a second filling, and it's available to you today at all times. In fact, I approach the Word of God continually with the Spirit's filling. I approach mothering and say, Lord, help me. My son Cameron this week, he comes to me. It's morning. He does not like the mornings. And he comes to me in the morning and he says, I do not want to go to school. And I said, well, what are you going to do if you don't go to school? He said, I'm really looking to have more fun in life, mom. That, that's what he says to me. I'm just looking for a little more fun. I said, all of us, Cameron, are looking for a little more fun, but you got to go to school. But this is my conversation with my son. And parenting needs the power of the Holy Spirit and living in culture, people, as a pastor and talking to other pastors, our senior pastors are saying, we have never seen more hurting people than we do right now. More homes divided, more bondages, more drugs, more alcohol, young people. We need power that when we go out, we don't go out with mere words and well-crafted words like Jesus saves Jesus loves you. People need power. They need the word of God spoken in power. So when you speak to them, it cuts to their heart and bondages fall off and addictions break and families recognize their need for the Lord. It's different. It's different. And we are set apart to be powerful people in this time. It says in Acts 2, it says they were in one accord, in one place. You see, they got rid of the gossip. They got rid of all the backbiting and the criticism. And it says they were in one accord and in one place. They got rid of the critical spirit, the mocking spirit. You know, sometimes Pastor Jerry said this, People leave church and they'll eat him for lunch. That's what he says. You go out of church and you will just devour your pastor or your shepherd and be critical or mocking or say things about them. Well, that's not the way this Holy Spirit is going to move in your life or my life, especially when pastors are as nice as me. <laughs> and Jerry would say as good looking as him. That's what he likes to say. He's bald. Have you ever seen such a good looking pastor? No. We can't be critical and mocking and host the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. 
They were in one accord and they were in one place, you see. And then the power of the Holy Spirit fell on them. We must get rid of gossip, that mocking spirit, that divisive nature so that we can host and welcome the precious presence of God in our homes, in our workplaces, in our families. Man, the Lord will deal with you. You know how he does that? And you want to abide in the dealings of the Holy Spirit. That's how it breaks way to being used in the gifts of the Spirit. I'm gonna talk to you a little bit, but do you know the gifts of the Spirit are not like the office gifts, like pastor, shepherd, teacher. Oh, you have one of those, or maybe you function in two. The gifts of the Spirit is very clear that those are available to anyone who's saved and has the Holy Spirit abiding in them. You can operate in these gifts. They're not just for the select few. These gifts are not for those people. Or I see that one woman, she always functions in the prophetic. No, that's available to anyone who is filled with the Spirit and who is born again. And you might see someone operating in one gift, but that's just because they've been responsive to the Spirit. And he's entrusted them continually because of their openness to be used in the, this way. And the gifts of the Spirit are to be distributed. Imagine a warehouse. You imagine a warehouse full of presents. And it's God's warehouse. And he's saying, I got to get this gift, this word of wisdom or this healing to that person. And he's looking, who's my distributor? Who's abiding in my presence, open to my Holy Spirit, doing away with gossip, slander, and the mocking spirit, and all vile and filthy, hosting the spirit well in your life. And then he'll begin to operate through you. He'll give you an encouragement for someone, a word of wisdom. You'll be in a setting. And how he works, the Holy Spirit, is he wants to distribute the gift that is most needed at that moment. That's how he works. You could be in the presence of someone and they need healing and you will operate in the gift of healing. This is not for the pastors or the select few or Ethel. Remember we talked about Ethel? She, only Ethel can deliver you from a demon. Ethel, no, this is for you. This is for you. And you will see, you'll say, oh, that person, like I mentioned Pastor Nita last week. Oh, discernment is on Nita. Nita and I were in a situation and the greatest gift needed was discernment and Nita had it in that moment. She functions in all the gifts, but that gift was precious because that was needed in that moment and there she was, open to the Holy Spirit, willing to distribute that gift for that moment and bam, things happened. Power was present. Does that help someone this morning that you as a Christian Filled with the Holy Spirit, you can operate in the gifts of the Spirit, in power and authority, and we need those gifts operating. I want to remind you of the prophecy that went forth from Smith Wigglesworth that I shared last week. He said, and we're going to put that up on the screen. We have that, right? Stephen, that um, Smith Wigglesworth prophecy, he prophesied over many times about um, this end time revival that we're moving in. He prophesied over and over about different moves of God. The first one he described was a revival coming after World War II. It'll be so easy for people to get healed. And we saw the healing revival break out. Oral Roberts being one of the giants of that movement. That was in the 1940s. Then um, Smith Wigglesworth prophesied he, seen, he saw another move of God um, 
the charismatic movement breaking out. And then we saw that begin to happen in all denominations, Catholics, Christians, breaking out into the charismatic movement. Then he continued to say, I see another move of God. I see auditoriums full of people coming with notebooks. And there will be a wave of teaching on faith and healing. This also happened um, when most people now refer to this as the word of faith movement was largely a teaching movement where people were taught much about faith and healing. So Smith Wigglesworth was prophesying, 80-year-old man, he's telling this to a 20-year-old guy who sat under his feet. And then he said, as he was ministering prayer over this young leader, Smith Wigglesworth said this as he began to weep, I see a third wave. And he was sobbing and sobbing. And he said, I'm sorry, a fourth wave after the third wave. And he's crying. And he said, I see the last day revival that's going to usher in the freshest fruit of the earth. It will be the greatest revival this world has ever seen. It's going to be waves, a wave of the gifts of the spirit. The ministry gifts will be flowing on this planet earth. I see hospitals being emptied out. There it is. (laughs) And they will bring the sick to churches where they allow the Holy Ghost to move. Smith Wigglesworth prophesied every great move of the Spirit, and they've all come. And Pastor Jerry brought this in our rock conference. The end time revival and the season we're moving into is this time in the earth where the gifts of the Spirit are going to be moving among us because people are so desperate. Have you spent any time with any humans lately? There is something happening, and we don't need mere words, and we need power. We need evidence that the Spirit of God is at work and doing mighty things. Amen? We have to say as a people, purify us, Lord, so we can host the presence of God well. Search my heart, God. See if there's anything going on in my life that would be blocking me from hearing you, from knowing you. It's kind of what... um, Julie was saying, now is the convenient time for full surrender. We don't stand up here as leaders and make this stuff up. We feel that as the Lord is speaking and confirming his word through his saints that spend time with him, this should be framing and shaping the direction of our lives. The word of the Lord goes forth. It helps us focus on what we need to focus on. So if Julie, and the word of the Lord this morning is saying, it's time. It's the convenient time to surrender those things that could be blocking or hindering because God's spirit wants to move through you. And what is the point of his spirit moving through us? The end time harvest, that people would know that Jesus is real, that he loves them, and that there is salvation. Most people are going to hell, and we have an opportunity to save many people, and we don't just go about our day, about us. Like um, Joel was saying, you go, what's for me and what's for someone else? Use me, Lord. I told you guys, as God has awakened me um, into the things of the spirit, I'm very open to being used in this way. And as you're responsive to him to be used like this, he will begin to intersect your life and say, oh, I'm going to do something right here. So pause your plans, Anna. And so I say, okay, so I told you guys that time about how I was driving home from Costco and I see that young man walking across the intersection there on, what's the street Costco's on? Doheny. I'm looking at Shane because they live here a long time, but Doheny Road and he's walking across the street right there by the 
um, the Smart and Final Center. And as he's walking across the street, I see the word loser up over his head. Well, that would be called a word of knowledge. I'm not saying he was a loser, but I had some knowledge about him that something had been spoken over him and the word was loser. I'm just a, I'm just a middle-aged woman going to Costco. This is nothing that God has said, oh, she's gonna do. This is available to all of us. We just have to empty ourselves and say, Spirit of God, I know that my life is not my own. I was bought at a price. Use me today. So, so he's walking across the street. I see loser. And then God says, you go after him. And you tell him that when they called him a loser, it was a lie. And you give him the money in your wallet and you do it now. That's what I felt. And I was like, so I start creeping after this guy in a parking lot. He's in an open parking lot of Capo Beach Church. No one's in the parking lot. And I'm creeping up behind him, some crazy white lady in her car, creeping up behind him. Hey, hey, he's like, what are you, what are you doing? I said, hey, hey, I'm not weird, not weird. <laughs> I know I'm chasing you in my car, but, but I got to tell you something. And I stopped him and I said, what's your name? He said, I'm Joshua. I said, I don't know, this might sound crazy, but as you were crossing the street, I saw the word loser over your head. And he's like, I said, and I feel like someone has told you that you were a loser and God wants me to tell you it was a lie and you're not a loser. In fact, you're beloved of the father. You're, you're so loved. You're so deeply loved. And, and I just ministered to him and I gave him the money in my wallet and we just, I had him record a video for me. So this week, so this is Joshua. So this week, Joel's at Big Five Sporting Goods. Okay, show that picture. And there's Joshua. Joshua got a job at Big Five Sporting Goods. And that's Joshua. And Joel remembered my video with Joshua. And look at Joel. He's so happy. See, these things, these things make us happy. And so he went up to him. And what did you say to him? Kind of like, my wife was that lady who was following you in the parking lot. He remembered me. And Jude told me, Mom, he said that you really touched his heart. And so that's what the Lord does through the power of the Holy Spirit. He cuts to the heart and he has divine encounters like that all over this territory for you to walk in. This is not, hear me on this. This is not for the select few. This is you. This is you. Power wants to flow through you. And I'm telling you, I went home that day and there was no greater thing happening in my life than that young man and God intersecting his heart just to show love, love, love. So just to review, this is what we're doing. We're ridding our hearts of things that are incongruent with the preciousness of the Spirit so that we can be used in this hour how the Holy Spirit wants to, to pour out. Powerful things begin to happen after they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, Pastor Jerry was assuring us, we, um, we don't know when, when the Lord is coming back. It says no one can know the day or the hour, but we can sense a season that we're entering into. It says the end time move of God is here. And we're not saying, oh, in four years, Jesus is coming back. No, we don't say those things. We aren't saying that. Since I was a kid, they've been saying Jesus is coming. Remember that song? Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Does anyone know that song? Okay. So yeah, I was like, I was singing that song when I was a kid, that soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. 
So we've been saying this for a long time. It said, soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. Behold, I come quickly, the Bible says. And that was written 2,000 years ago. He says, behold, I come quickly. It's been 2,000 years since that was spoken. So quickly with God may not be what you and I think. But we can sense in our hearts that his coming is not all that far off. We are in the beginning stages of the end time move of God. And the waves of the Spirit the genuine move of God began with all people flowing in those waves by prayer and calling out for God to move like that. Saying, God, come have your way among us. Come, let your glory fall. We sang that in the song, send your fire. Someone, um, a counselor said to me this week, hey, Anna, you didn't think when you prayed for the fire of God to fall that it would be so hard because leading in this hour when the enemy does not like churches, especially churches that are advancing into darkness and willing to get a little messy and have hard conversations and not stand for disruptions in the church, that's a little hard to lead. You know, my dad and I talk about this. A lot of leaders are devout cowards. You know, we get very afraid to lead effectively or have hard conversations or confront disruptions. But I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is moving and the assignment on the Rock South County is so significant that I'm not willing to tolerate disruption in the house of God or in your life. I'm going to call you on some stuff and some of you know, man, she does not let up. But I'm telling you, it's not in my nature to be that way, but it's for what I see coming for us. So the Lord is saying, purify yourselves so the preciousness of the spirit can be flowing in and through you. Thank you, Lord. This is exactly what Jesus wanted, as Smith Wigglesworth prophesied, for his saints to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to reach out to the world with power, not with just mere words, not in your own understanding, not with limited strength, but in power. And I want to be a part of a church that opens up to the move of the Holy Spirit with the power of God. That's the kind of church I want to be a part of. And I know we're that church. I know we're moving into those days and that hour. In fact, next Sunday, we're going to be teaching on healing and breaking addictions. And I want you to invite people that are bound. I want you to invite people into the room that are in bondage. We're going to break some things off. The power of God is going to pour out in this place. And we're going to see many people delivered. We're seeing it already. We're in a move of the spirit. You don't all get to see all the emails we get or the phone conversations or the stories of testimonies going on in OSL. But God is on the move. And we have caught the wave of his spirit here. And don't think it's a sensationalized stuff. Don't think that you need to walk in the room and people are falling out and falling over for God to be moving. You sit in worship like this that honors and glorifies the Lord and things will break off of you without even a word being spoken. I, when we ministered at that young woman's that um, two weeks ago, a, like a high school aged girls event, um, someone came up to me after and said, when I walked in the room tonight, I felt like there were so many issues in the room. You know, just we carry in our stuff. And she says, and now it just feels light. I just feel like things were just coming off of the young girls. They just feel light. Like that's the Holy Spirit. That's power. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives and set people what? Free. Freedom. Freedom. Freedom is what he came to do. Amen. 
power, power, power. And the next months we'll be talking about these things, the gifts of the Spirit. Learning the Bible is not just to know facts. Studying the Bible so we can flow in these things. So you can hear this spoken to you. You can hear what a word of knowledge. You say, I felt those things when I, I've seen someone and had a word rise up in my heart. I didn't know I could walk up to them and in all humility just say something like, this, I mean, I was with a family this week, same thing, a word came to my heart. California dream was the word. And then I said to them, I feel God is saying, you have a California dream. And somewhere in the mix of things, you've lost maybe a little heart that that dream was of him. You thought it was of the flesh. And God wants me to tell you, he's going to fulfill, he wants to fulfill that dream. So let hope arise. And they said, we have a list. They didn't call it the California dream, but they had a list in their heart of things that they were believing God for. And then pressures come and you go through some stuff and you start thinking, was that of God? Was that me? No, I'm telling you, you guys need to get righteously excited when God speaks something to your heart and life and the cares of this life come in to choke those things out. Get your lists out. Get before the Lord and say, God, I want to be debt-free this year. I want to see liberty. I want to see my children walking with God. Don't lose heart. Faith, you know, faith is a gift of the Spirit too. And it will operate. I mean, I'll just come to a situation and be like, yesterday I didn't feel this, but then the gift is an operation for that divine moment. And then you just have faith. I'm going to see this. I'm not shrinking back. I saw it in my heart. I'm believing again. Power of the Holy Spirit. Whoo. It's not so that we, we just know it here. It's so that we can flow in it. So that we know, not just that we know it, but that we live it. Amen? That we can live these things. A fresh wave of the Spirit. Most of you are filled. Let's look at Acts 2. It says, His Spirit fell, and Peter stood up and said, This is what the prophet Joel talked about in verse 17. Oh, I didn't put it on my notes, did I? Oh yeah, there it is. And it shall come to pass in the last days, said God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh, sons and daughters, sons and daughters shall prophesy, men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and on my men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. That's man, woman, young, old, that's everybody right there. He's talking about that. that's who he's going to pour out his spirit on. Prophecy, what an incredible gift to speak for God accurately. What a gift that can flow through you. That's not just for that one person you see prophesy regularly. That person has probably just opened themselves up and been responsive regularly to God using them like that. But don't think, for some of you, you need to just remember and hear this morning, somewhere along the line, you thought, oh, I only get one gift and I only get it, and it looks like this, that's not true. These are available, all of them, to everyone. These are not the office gifts, prophet, I mean, pastor, teacher. These are the gifts of the Spirit, and the requirement is that you be born again and be filled with the Spirit of God, and you can flow in these things. And the more you're yielded to the Spirit of God, and you know what yieldedness looks like? When I began to feel God yielding me to his Holy Spirit, it looked like this. Don't say that. Turn that off. You know, like, don't mock your boss. Be, give a gracious word. That's not a good idea. And, and you begin to incline yourself to the spirit of God. 
you, you quicken yourself to do what he's leading you to do. And life began to get thrilling. I'm telling you, I began to see myself walk differently because I'd respond, don't go there. Not a good idea, you know? And he'll speak to you like that. And then you respond. The, in Acts 1, it says that no, he, I mean, Acts 2, no healing took place. Nothing took place of a healing. But Peter, when he stood up and preached with the power of the Holy Spirit, it said 3,000 people got born again because his words cut to the heart. Then in the next chapter, it says that they were walking and they saw that lame man. That lame man needed healing. And then it said, he said to them, can you give me some money? And they said, silver and gold we do not have. But what we do have power. What we do have, we will give to you. What I do have might not be silver and gold, but all what I do have, you will need more of than any other thing. You will need this more than money. You will need this more than silver and gold. And it said they lifted that man up and his ankles clicked into place and he got up lame. They would carry him to the city gates daily to beg. And then the power of the Holy Spirit shows up and he is healed. And it said thousands were saved because of the miracle. They had seen him sitting at the city gate, lame, year after year. And then the power of the Holy Spirit, he said, Jesus said, wait for the power. Don't go out without it. Because if you go out without it, nothing's gonna happen. But if you go out with it, these are the miracles. Signs and wonders will follow those who what? Believe. This lame man, ankles right in place jumping up and down, healed, and then salvation. So we see the power of the Holy Spirit without a sign and wonder still went forth. And then a healing came and it went forth. We have this idea that it only comes with a, a healing miracle and those things break out. But we see just the preaching of the powerful word of God filled with the Holy Spirit cuts to the heart and many are saved. The power of the Spirit gives you your turbocharge. You don't have to go to Bible college. You don't have to have gone to seminary. You don't have to study theology or learn doctrine. Turns your little old you and the little old me into supercharged, powerful people filled with the presence of God for such a time as this because people are hurting. They're a mess. Have you been anywhere? They need signs and wonders, and we are those people. This is the Christian life, the powerful Christian life. Not everyone is living it. I'm not okay with just being average and just existing. I want power to flow. I want to see God move. That's how it happened in the early church in Jerusalem. It said, then those who gladly received his word were baptized. This is Peter's ministry. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple. So I got to breeze through this fast. But the bottom line is, how is this move of God going to happen amongst us? One is, way is we, it says they went, they gathered regularly in the temple and then they gathered house to house, right? So larger gatherings, smaller gatherings. So we're encouraging to attend services, be in the word of God, 
be in fellowship. And then we're looking to launch our rock groups very soon. As soon as we see um, who shows up today and what God wants to do and we're developing leaders for that, then we'll be meeting house to house. And this is how we're gonna host this move of God. People being saved and added through blueprints classes where they can learn about the church, meet our pastors, sit with us, talk through those things. Joel will lead them very simply on how to join a team, to join a rock group, to discover their gifts. These are the ways we're going to do this. It says in Isaiah 2.2, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all. This is talking about in the millennial reign of Christ, the thousand years when Jesus returns to reign on the earth after the tribulation, where Satan will be bound up. He'll have no authority to bother you and I, or well, the people there will be ruling and reigning with him. Those Christians will come back but it says in that time that the mountain of the Lord, this is where Jesus will be and people will be coming there to seek wisdom from him and sit at his feet. It says that will be a, an incredible season. But Pastor Jerry was kind of like um, paralleling it, that season where the mountain of the Lord will be lifted up. He said in parallel that this is a season where churches full of the Holy Spirit will begin to be lifted up above the others, not in a, not in any sort of a, hear me on this. It's not in a, we're better than them. Just an openness for God to move. Smith Wigglesworth said it. Churches where the Holy Ghost is allowed to move is where people will bring the sick or those who have demonic oppression or addictions because there in that place, they'll meet with those people and see, they'll get at it. They'll get at it. They'll deal with it. So it says it will be raised up above the other hills and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. And though this is speaking specifically of the temple in Jerusalem, God is raising up churches who have the power of the Spirit. You know, I read a statistic recently on um, church trends or 2019 disruptive church trends, and it says that almost all the growth happening in churches seems to be coming from churches that are more charismatic in nature. And I thought, well, charismatic can be expressive, but we could also equate that to Holy Spirit movement. So it's saying that almost all the church growth, this guy is saying, don't be mad at me. I travel all over the world. I meet with thousands of leaders. It's what's happening right now, he said, is the churches that are not just about like a, a band just playing a song and getting off the stage, but more are encountering worship and, and more into transcendence, not just having a, okay, we played a song. Let's go home. Every Everyone have a nice day, but are more moved on be, to be presence orientated and wait on the Lord and be sensitive to his spirit. It's saying that is where all the church growth is happening. And churches that are more attention seeking or more making people comfortable are on a rapid decline. He says, preachers who preach to the heart. Remember we just said, Peter, cut into the heart and not just to the head. They're speaking as much to the heart as they are to the head. Communicators who preach as much as they teach, these are on the rise. An engaged community of people who are engaged with one another, these are on the rise. Facilitating moments of transcendence, not just imminence. This guy is saying, I speak all over the world, and this is what I'm seeing, that these churches moving in that way are rising because people want something more than their experience. Amen. 
Mark 16, in closing, it says, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues and they will take up certain serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will will recover. And he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. Amen. 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 Oh my gosh. Okay. Bex, could you come? I'm sorry. I tell you what, this word was written, but this word comes alive in my heart as we share it as I was studying a little bit more, because I really feel strongly, and we will be getting more heavily and deeply into the gifts of the Spirit um, here soon. But I'm telling you, um, I want you to hear me today as I say this. These gifts are not for the unusually um, qualified person. You do need to be saved. You need to walk in the life of the Spirit, and you need to listen to the Holy Spirit as He deals with your heart. It's how God wants to use you in this time and these gifts. It's, it's because we've learned to respond to him more regularly and that the Lord uses people who will respond to him regularly. But that's not a gift um, that he's limit, limited to operate through you. They're all available to you. They're all available to you. Somewhere along the line, someone heard a lie that said, oh, that's just for that person. But that's not for me. It's for you. And we're going to learn more about it because the earth needs you. It needs God's hands and feet, his willing vessels. So I want to minister to you for a second too, because I know we could come in on a Sunday morning and think, okay, but I'm hurting. I personally have some things I'm going through. I've even felt this morning that they're just heavy hearts, that some of you are just waking up every morning heavy hearted. Well, I'm telling you, as you host the presence of God and get in his word and his presence, those things will go. I mean, I've had things I didn't even know when they left me, um, sorrows or sadness or things I faced. I remember thinking, wait, I'm not sad about that anymore. When did that come off of me? I don't know. You just abide regularly in God's presence and, and you don't remember the, the thing that bound you. It just like one day. One day, just you could be in his presence and he'll take a memory or a trauma and just go, Psh, that's gone. Because he is gracious like that and he moves like that and he wants to deliver you. And, and, and he wants to do that all the time and regularly, the ministry of that. Would you stand to your feet as we close? Who's excited to be a part of a church that is gonna be a part of this move of the Holy Spirit? And you guys, you guys are going to be his little hands and feet. And people are going to be like, where did you come from? You just came up and ministered a word straight to my heart that brought hope and liberty to me. I've been so defeated. And you could beeline for someone in Walmart. Twyla says, the Walmart. Everything you need is at the Walmart. That's <laughs> where so she got her shirt that says, need, some, need me some Jesus. Amen. So Heavenly Father. We just are here before you, Lord. We are so, I am so aware of your nearness. 
And I'm so aware of your presence wanting to dwell and, and be worshiped by us. We love worshiping you, Father. So I pray for every person in this room. I pray uh, uh, for those of heavy heart, anyone with a heavy heart this morning, anyone that needs just the lifting of your countenance, the Holy Spirit is touching your heart right now by his presence. He's ministering to you. He's removing this heavy burden and this heavy yoke, and you will wake up tomorrow with new joy. You will feel new joy. It won't be the same encounter tomorrow morning. The word of the Lord has gone forth for you. He is the lifter of your head. Holy Spirit, come and move among us. We thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we're in these, this end time move of your spirit. We don't know when you're coming back, Lord, and we're not going to pretend to get distracted by those things, but we know this is the convenient time as you have spoken. So we surrender our hearts to you. We stay open to your Holy Spirit to use us in life. And don't just think God wants to use you out there in the streets and everything. He'll use you to minister to your spouse one to another. He'll have a word of encouragement and insight into the heart of your child. He'll give you faith for a family member who's in a crisis. So don't look beyond your own family or sphere of influence, your co-workers. You could have a co-worker battling something and you could come and be an answer because God is looking to distribute gifts and he doesn't want the line backed up for those gifts to get out to people. So Lord, we are willing. Use us, Lord. I just prophesy into this room strength to your saints, the ability this week to be a sign and a wonder and a miracle into a hurting and broken world. I pray the joy of the Lord will strengthen your people this morning. And we pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus. Give the Lord a mighty round of praise.